Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello. Frank Walker on National Tiles. <laughs> Guess what? What? We're back. We are. Guess what else? What? It's episode four. Four. Yep. Quatre. No, that's three. Quattro. Quattro. Yep. Let's not do Quart. that every time. Did we do that last time? Yeah. Cut that try. shit out, Sam. Cut it out. I don't want it in there. Don't want to repeat, repeat, repeat myself. Yeah. Welcome myself. to Chickstery. My name is Annie Potatoes. And I'm Evie Jones. And this is a podcast about chicks in history. It is. Thank you for getting to episode four. Um, we really mm. are glad that you're here. Yeah. And that we're still here. Yeah. We're glad that the world is still here. We um, are in Melbourne. So that means we're in lockdown. We are in week one of mass lockdown of Melbourne. Mm. And Mitchell Shire, I don't even know what Mitchell Shire is, but I reckon it's close to us. Is Be- that where the prop, like where the big outbreaks were? Mitchell Sh- yeah, maybe. Shire? I don't know any oh, of the Shires. Let's not, let's not in start asking questions Melbourne. we don't know the answers to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but there was, everyone thought today there was going to be a big announcement about us going into <gasps> lockdown. Didn't they? Um, stage four. But by the time this comes out, mm, may we may be. Maybe. So. And Sydney may be back in lockdown. Brisbane maybe Anyone. We could be. Yeah. I, who knows what the future holds? But we were talking last night. When we were sitting on the lounge yes. watching Bachelor in Paradise, we having were. deep and meaningful. We were. About how had we just said this to weird. ourselves a year ago? Yeah. Do you know this time next year you're all going to be in lockdown? You'd be freaked out. Yeah. But we've all just, we've just dealt with it. Yeah. Humans we? are amazing, adaptable creatures. We are very adaptable. We just, and especially Australians, we just find the humour and everything. Oh, we do. Don't we? And just how that everything's become part of the vernacular, like ISO and lockdown. Oh, and wordings. You know, it's like it's just rolling off everybody's tongue and you just, you walk into a lounge, your lounge room and it's not odd to see an ad from the government yeah, telling ding you dong, ding. to, like it's so handmade. It's friendly and firm, those ads too. They, They're friendly. Friendly, but they're firm. Friendly, but Stay firm. at home. Yep. Stay at home. So the weird times, hey? Weird yeah. times. And, you know, look, if I had a dollar for every time I started an email with, hey, how are you? God, I hope you're doing well in these weird times. If I had an email, if I had a dollar <laughs> for every email I got that said that to me, yeah. I'd have about five bucks by now. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't get a lot of emails. <laughs> We get a lot of texts. I reckon I'd be rich if I had a dollar for every text. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, remember last week we started a new segment called Women in the Now. Women in the Now. Did we have a song for it? Did you want me to sing one now? We hope, Women in the Now. That's very good. We uh, hope hmm. that you got on board Bird's Papaya last week that we told you about. Yes. And that you're all getting into her. Yep. That sounded a lot worse than we actually meant it, but she's it fantastic. Yeah, Nicole Landry. She's um, Sarah Nicole. Sorry, and you remember her well, then, don't you? Yeah, really, really well. <laughs> I just I remember every time I see her name, I'm like, no, it's the bird's papaya. Yeah, Who it's is just this the bird's papaya girl. Um, yeah, she posted some. I just saw today she posted some awesome stuff about 
apologising for taking a day off and and trying to justify why she wanted to just hang out with her kids and take a day off. And then she, the minute she posted it, the next post directly after it was like, I can't believe I just apologised yeah. for taking a day off. We like, are, what is this about? We've got to stop apologising. Yeah. I'm sorry, but we've got to stop. <laughs> I really apologise as well that we, but we really have to stop saying yeah. sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. We really, I'm sorry, but we do. <laughs> um, I say sorry for nothing. I'm sorry for nothing. No, yeah. I say sorry. It's it's a complete woman thing. Yeah. We do it all the time. Men do it as well, but they're normally men who've been bullied at school. Yeah. You know, kept down. Downtown to China. So who's your chick in the now, the now, now? Okay, so this week, this is one of my favourite people in the world. Yes. Um, I've liked her for a really long time and a lot of people are very polarised by her and I don't honestly give a shit. I think she's fabulous. Her name's Clementine Ford. I love Clementine Ford. She's written books. She... I don't know how to say she has bigger balls than any man I've ever come across in my entire life yeah. and I think that's an insult to her that I don't know what to call a I don't want to say you know she got huge flat like what do you say about women with big balls she never yes yeah, she's the strength mm. that she has is so inspiring to me yeah. I and I she exhausts me with her tenacity mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and her mm. brilliance she's so intelligent mm. I love how factually based she is she Gets, she researches things well. You don't – a lot of people say, oh, I don't agree with her. Not a lot of people. I hear some women go, oh, I don't agree. And I'm like, I don't care. I She's based on facts. And yeah. her opinions are her opinions and you can agree with them or not. But I think she's absolutely fabulous and I follow her on Instagram. I follow her on Twitter. I follow her everywhere. And I have had <laughs> follow coffee. Follow her just down the street. I had coffee with her just around the corner from here in Brunswick Street. Mm. And she, I didn't expect her to be delightful. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't mm-hmm. expect her to be so um, kind of gossipy. And we talked about Bachelor in Paradise. And we, you know, like yeah, she's yeah. really fun and just someone I'd love to have a wine with actually next yes. time I ever see her. I'd love a, a glass of a vino with her. But I was watching her looking at her Instagram the other day. Can I just do a little shout out for one particular post that she did? Do she, it. This is her kind of humour and intelligence mm. working well together. Mm-hmm. She has... Have got glasses? Oh, yeah, she's got those. I've she's got, got my glasses on. Okay. Can you see them? Yeah. Pretty. What are you doing? Sit down, please. I, I'm, I am. Not you, the girl behind you. Sissy, sis, sit down. You're rocking the boot. Sis, you've been out, you've done a wee, you've done everything. She's all right. I'll get you some water in a minute. All right. So she always screenshots. We're back to Clementine, back to Clementine. Oh, yeah. Yep, back in the room. She always screenshots things that um, men have sent her. Yeah, they always go to that, you know, that folder that you have that's a request folder. I love it when she screenshots. So this is from Charlie Friend. Uh, Wants to send you a message. And this is the message. Are all men that bad? And I love her response to that. Yes, it's as brilliant read it, as this. Please. In comparison to what, though? I mean, if you're asking are all men that bad in comparison to the earth falling off its axis and causing widespread instant death to all of us, to all of humankind, then no, I probably would say not. But, like, if you mean are they all that bad in comparison to living a life in which they don't willfully misinterpret everything women say and do because the idea women might not need them and their constantly uninvited opinions is something that clearly microwaves their brains, then, you know, different story. 
It's just, it's just, it's I mean, just she just goes there yeah, and I love amazing. it. I really like someone yeah. that can, is okay for people to not like them because mm-hmm. I think we inherently want to be liked. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I love that she doesn't give a shit. Yeah. She's just saying things how they are to her and I love that. I salute you, Clementine. We do salute you. You Absolutely are a woman no in fucks to give. Yeah. And I love that. Yep. Yep. And keep up. I love that work. she has a son. Yes. She is raising a feminist. Yes. Woohoo! Run the world, that kid. Anyway, let's get into today's episode. Can we? Let's do it. Okay. Who is your chicken history? Chickstry. Have you ever heard of Hattie McDaniel? No. She was the first black woman mm-hmm. to win the gong for Best Supporting Actress. At the Academy Awards, the twelfth Academy Awards, oh. the twelfth, isn't that weird? We've had so the many. Twelfth, yeah, twelfth. She won an Academy. What she, for? Best Supporting Actress. I mean, for what? Which movie? Gone with the Wind. <gasps> Do you know I've never seen that movie? I can't believe you haven't seen I that know. movie. Let me I know. Uh, let I me get it. to I the Academy to Awards it. and the Gone with the Wind. Soon. Okay, let's, all right. Uh, let's send Lynn. Let me tell you I'm about ready. her first. She was born in June. On June 10, 1895. 1895? Yeah, 1895, like a whole other century of even not last century ago. Yeah. Yep. Okay, in Wichita in Kansas to former slaves. Both of her parents were slaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, she moved to Colorado, Denver as a child. She was one of ten kids. And when her brother started a minstrel show. A minstrel show. Yeah, the original. Stop it. She showed that she had quite a knack for performing and she got involved and she often donned whiteface to entertain her African-American audience. That's hilarious. Isn't it? Yes. I love that. Yeah. She went to sing with a group called the Melody Hounds. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Her and her sisters also started an all-female minstrel show in 1914 called the McDaniel Sisters Company. Oh, Brilliant. I love Bravo. it. Bravo. Love it. 1929, she was about to go on tour with the musical Showboat, but the stock market crashed and she lost that gig. So mm. she moved to meet it's Millwall. Like everyone now in the arts industry. It is. Can relate. So can relate. Mm. She moved to Milwaukee, where Happy Days was set, um, and found work at a local hotel cleaning bathrooms. Mm-hmm. And she used to perform so much just naturally. She was soon singing on the venue stage. At the hotel? At the hotel. Oh, yeah. good on her. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. You she just, just imagine- tapped her dance her way from the bathroom Damn all the way up to, to the, the stage. stage. Oh, I love it. Just imagine her cleaning up, like yeah. doing the room, doing the bathroom and just having a little bit of a... Yes. Well, she was a bathroom attendant. So that's what, you know, people who went to the bathroom, they would come and they would get their, you know hands yep. wiped and whatever and so could you imagine like a sassy black woman mm. singing to you mm. and you just as a um a great client a customer you'd go out and you'd be like put that kid on stage <laughs> she's goddamn fabulous that's i think great. that's how they talked in milwaukee did they oh, i don't know yeah. anyway mm. she then moved to la and mm. the only jobs she could get on screen were subservient roles mm. she actually embraced it and in her career, she played a total of 74 roles of maids. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. 74. 74. Wow. Her brother Sam also played many butler roles, including mm. a Three Stooges movie. Oh, God. So there just really wasn't yeah. roles 
other than domestic or servants. Anyway, another time, isn't it? She co-starred in many movies, mostly as a maid, including Showboat, where she got to sing a chorus of Can't help loving that man. I love that song. She got to sing Mm. a chorus of it and she got to sing with the black choir in that movie as well. So I think that's that Can we see that movie still? Yeah, Showboat. Yeah. Showboat. It's it's incredible. I think that's um, Judy Garland. Is it? Yeah, I, I yeah. I mean, I think I've heard of it. Showboat. Maybe it's not Judy. I haven't seen it. She's anyway. We can ask our third. Um, yeah. Do you want to podcast guest Siri? Who's in Showboat? The movie. Hey Siri. Who's in Showboat? The movie. Showboat features Catherine Grayson, Howard Keel, Ava Gardner and others. Ava Gardner. Ava Gardner, mm. darling. Mm. Thank mm. you, mm. Siri. We appreciate yeah. you. Okay. Uh, around this time, she was criticised by members of the black community for the roles she accepted and for pursuing roles aggressively rather than rocking the Hollywood boat. But her portrayal so of Melina in RKO Pictures Alice Adams angered white Southern audiences because she stole several scenes from the film's white star Catherine Hepburn. Uh-huh. McDaniel ultimately became best known for playing a sassy and opinionated maid. Yes, she, she did. <laughs> she got criticism, though, from both the black and the white audiences, which is pretty typical, I think. Mm. Like mm. Pe- Everyone's mm. got an opinion, yeah. haven't they? Yeah, once Jesus. you start, you know. No, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. She became really good friends with so many really big stars Mm -hmm. like Joan Crawford, Tallulah Bankhead, Bette Davis, Shirley Temple, Henry Fonda. Mm. One of her best friends was Clark Gable. Clark Gable. Yes. Spunk. Spunk alert. Spunk alert. Then Gone with the Wind came. Now, in my notes, I have a question that says, have you seen it, Annie? But you've already answered that (laughs) earlier. You haven't. No, I haven't seen it. I don't know why. I think we need to watch it. It's such an amazing movie. I remember watching it as a kid and being riveted. Mm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of old films, they don't hold you. Yeah, no. Especially when you have new films too. Yes. You know, the old ones, they don't. But it's it's an interesting one. I'll give it a go. I think I have to. It's one of those, it's like a rite of passage, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I haven't watched it yet. Even though you and I don't. Normally agree on movies. Um, I'll give it a go. In ni- it came out in nineteen thirty nine. Yeah, and many women, women, many women, many women, hair woman wanted that role. <laughs> they wanted the role of Mammy. Now that's the role that Hattie got. Hello, Mammy. This is me. Is it that? That's Dolly. Oh, uh, and you're thinking of Mame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of Meme. 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 This is that's what the kids call them. Yeah. Meme. I don't know. I think there is a Mammy. Some another movie Mammy. called Mammy. Yeah. Ma- Mammy. Girl. How I love you. How, How I, I love you, Mammy. Oh yes. my, ma- Anyway, oh, let's God. not culturally appropriate anything. It, yeah. Um, do you know Eleanor Roosevelt? Do you mm. know her? She's the wife yes, of First Lady. Yep. Uh, her maid went for the role. Mm. Isn't that funny? Anyway, Hattie got it. Mm-hmm. Apparently Clark Gable, who played the male lead in the movie, Red Butler, wow, say, mm. wow, say, she recommended, he was like, she's it, she's the one mm. I want. Scarlett O'Hara 
is the main lead in the movie and she was played by Vivian Lee. Mm. The movie is described on Rotten Tomatoes and I quote, an American classic in which a manipulative woman and a roguish man carry on a turbulent love affair in the American South during the Civil War and Reconstruction. That's it. That's it. So, uh, you know. It's all about a love affair. Go end. out. And, oh, but she's a she's a manipulative woman and he's a roguish man. Oh, of Times haven't changed. <laughs> I tell you right now. Sorry, do you know. Do you want me to help you? No, I'm all right. All right. Do you know uh, the NAACP? Okay, they're the National Association for the Advancement of Coloured People. Oh, okay. And that, no. that started about back then. They've, they've been yeah. around for a long time. Yes. Um, they actually fought really hard to have the script changed during the filming so the N-word would not be used and the inaccuracies of black history would be removed. Mm. A scene from the novel in which black men attack Scarlett O'Hara after which the, clue, the Ku Klux Klan, with its long history of provoking terror on black communities, is presented in the in the book as a saviour. Oh. Yeah. Throughout the South, black men were being lynched based on the false allegations. So that they come they in and save Scarlet from yes, being attacked in the book. by yeah. black men. Yes. The Ku Klux Klan oh. with their white Save the day. The attack scene was altered and some offensive language was modified, but uh, another slur, darky, was um, remain it did remain mm. in the film, mm. and the film's message with respect to slavery remained essentially the same. Mm. The NAACP complained that Hollywood stereotypes not only restricted black actors to servant roles, but they often portrayed them as lazy, dim-witted, satisfied with lowly positions or violent. In addition mm-hmm. to addressing the studios, they called upon the actors and especially leading black actors to pressure studios to offer more substantive roles and at least not pandered to stereotypes. They also argue that these portrayals were unfair as well as inaccurate and that coupled with the segregation and other forms of discrimination, such stereotypes were making it difficult for all black people, not only actors, to overcome racism and succeed in the entertainment industry. I mean, that is just what the NAACP Mm. still I can't believe that they are still fighting for that exact thing that they've been fighting for for that long. Yeah, um, that's you, like that movie Hollywood, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So everything's rewritten so that. The, Did you watch Hollywood? The, yeah, because Hattie McDaniel's in that. Do you remember Queen Latifah? You didn't watch it at all, did you? I did. Maybe I'm not up to that bit yet. Oh, okay. Well, Queen Latifah plays Hattie McDaniel. Oh, they rewrite it. Yeah. Because that's the beauty of Hollywood is that, you know, Ryan Murphy wrote that show. What would it have been, been like? Yeah, yeah. If you the, know, an alternate yes. reality. Yeah. Which is yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, Hattie refused to say the N-word in the film and her go-to response to criticism for playing a servant so many, like a servant role so many times was, I'd rather play a maid than be a maid. Why would I complain about making $700 a week instead of $7 a week? Mm, so, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, would, it would have been so hard that mm-hmm. whole feeling of betrayal. But I'm working, you know, I'm, I don't want to do this, but I'm doing it and mm. I'm going to do it really, really well. Yeah. Okay. She so she've been looked at like she was a sellout, you know, yeah. a little bit. But like we were saying tonight in the car over here, you've got to sometimes make 
the decision to do something for the good of yourself and what to you make need money and to make money and to, to make be ends seen meet and to have exposure to be, exactly absolutely yeah so, we were just saying that yeah so the film was set to premiere at Lowe's Grand Theatre on Peach Tree Street in Atlanta Georgia uh, but because of Georgia's segregation laws Hattie was not allowed to attend oh of Isn't course that nice yeah. Star of the show, you can't come. Sorry, you're not not invited. Clark Gable actually threatened to boycott the Atlanta premiere unless McDaniel was allowed to attend, but she convinced him to attend anyway. She said, don't make it about me. Um, She got to go to the Hollywood debut, however. So very modern and inclusive, Hollywood. Anyway, (laughs) Hattie got nominated then for an Academy Award because she was getting such rave reviews. She walked into the producer's office and she threw all of the reviews onto his desk and said, "You need to. I need to be nominated for an Academy Award. Look Amazing. what people think of me. Yeah. So he started to campaign for her on that. Yeah, wow. He was not going to yeah, before yeah. that. Incredible. I love it. She's got sass. I love Even it. that she's, like, gone in there and stood up for herself like that because that's a very hard thing naturally for women not to do, you know, like to ask for more money or to ask for recognition. But that she did that back in a time, that time, especially being a woman of colour. Yeah. Bloody good on Well, if you actually see the movie, when you do see the movie, you'll see how sassy Mammy is. Yeah, right. She tells Scarlett off constantly. Right. Always getting, Scarlett was always getting in trouble from her. Yeah. She was really rough with her. She has to have to dress her. But she'd do like the corset, yeah, you know, <laughs> and Scarlett like, oh, mammy. It was, it's such a weird, weird world to watch. Yeah, um, yeah. But it, it is a really a great movie. But And she does do an amazing part in it. It's it's good to see. Um, anyway, now to the Academy Awards. <laughs> The 12th Academy Awards took place at the Coconut Grove restaurant at the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles. It was preceded by a banquet in the same room. Luella Parsons, an American gossip columnist, wrote about Oscar night February 29, 1940. Hattie McDaniel earned that gold Oscar by her fine performance of Mammy in Gone with the Wind. I don't know what the hell happened to my accent through that. I just went to Southern. I went to Yorkville. <laughs> I do not know. If you had seen her face when she walked up to the platform and took the gold trophy, you would have had the choke in your voice that all of us had when Hattie hair trimmed with with gardenias. Face alight and dress up to the queen's taste accepted the honor in one of the finest speeches ever given on the Academy floor. Hattie and her escort were required to sit at a segregated table at the far end of the room. Her white agent sat at the same table. The hotel had a strict no blacks policy. But allowed McDaniel in as a favour. Oh, thanks. Thank you. So cute. Thank you, Massa. (laughs) Jesus Christ. But she wasn't allowed to sit with the with the castmates or producers. No. She was put in the damn corner. Mm. 
The discrimination continued after the award ceremony as well as her white co-stars went to a No Blacks club mm. where McDaniel was also denied entry. Holy shit balls. I've actually written that in my notes. Holy, Holy shit, shit balls. Now, I'd like to read out her acceptance speech, if I may. Oh, please do. It's, it's classy. I, I like it. have a sip of water before you do that. Okay. You can do it while I'm just saying it. But, oh, she's done. We're not drinking wine tonight because... We've drank way too much this week, haven't we? Too much wine. Wine. So, this is her speech. Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences, fellow members of the motion picture industry and honoured guests. This is one of the happiest moments of my life and I want to thank each one of you who had a part in selecting me for one of their awards. For your kindness, it has made me feel very, very humble and I shall always hold it as a beacon for anything that I may be able to do in the future. I sincerely hope I shall always be a credit to my race and to the motion picture industry. My heart is too full to to tell you just how I feel. And may I say thank you and God bless you. Isn't that beautiful? That's gorgeous. Just sweet, to the point and humble. Beautiful. Yeah. Did you know it was another 50 years before another black woman won an Academy Award from that? Really? Mm -hmm. And who was that? That was a little-known actress called Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, of course. For a wonderful movie called Ghost. Oh, did she win it for that, not for she Colour did. Purple? Honestly. Yeah, no, she should have yeah. won it for Colour Purple. Yeah. No, that was a, um, a supporting role as well. Right. Yeah. No one has ever won – no one had won – no black woman had won Best Actress until Halle Berry. Right, for, right. Um, what was that movie with Heath Ledger, Billy Bob? Oh yeah, um, Monster Ball? Monsters Ball. That's it. Monster Ball. Monster Ball. Monsters Ball. Big Ball. I think it's just Monster just Ball. Monster Ball. Okay. Oh, and while we're on the Academy Awards, mm. Annie, mm. can I point out mm. in the Academy Awards ninety-two year history, only five women have ever been nominated for Best Director, Shit. and only one has ever won. Wow. That was Catherine Catherine Bigelow for The Hurt Locker. Come on, people. Mm. Lift your game. Come on. Back to Hattie. She went on and she played other roles, but her Academy win actually did nothing to change Mm. the roles she received. Sadly, she passed away at the age of 52 from breast cancer. She was currently starring Mm. on a TV show called Beulah, and she played the title role, Beulah, as you guessed it. A maid. A maid. A domestic maid. Mm. Uh, when she died, her wish had been that she'd be buried in the Hollywood Cemetery. Mm. Everyone knows the Hollywood Cemetery. Everyone's there, mm. darling. But guess yeah, what? They're dying to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's the dead end of town. <laughs> dead centre of, dead centre of town. Oh, people are dying to get in there. I just said that. Oh shit. Um. That's what I just said. She wanted to be buried in the Hollywood Cemetery, but guess what? What? They didn't allow blacks. Oh, come on. Think of something different. Mm. Yep. So she was buried somewhere else, a place called Rosedale Cemetery. Hollywood Mm. Cemetery got a new owner, though, eventually. Right. And he offered to have her moved there, but her family didn't want to disturb her remains. Yeah, So she still rests at Rosedale. Now it's known as Angeles Rosedale. Cemetery. Hmm. Still in, in Hollywood, but but not in the one. It's, that yeah, she wants it's to. not in the big one. Yeah. Yeah. You know? mm. And that's Hattie McDaniel. 
You wow. are a real chicken history and we salute you. You are a bloody legend. And I didn't know. I mean, I know that movie and I know Scarlett O'Hara and... Um, Rhett Butler. Rhett Butler. But I didn't know that... Um, I, I didn't know about Hattie. Yeah. And her Academy Award... Um, the actual statue went yeah. missing and they still don't know where it is oh, really? to this day. Yeah, hmm. they don't know if someone stole it or there was a lot of people really angry about that mm. and so there was a lot of political stuff that went on after that that I didn't get into Yeah, um, that she had to endure and, mm. you know, people don't think she deserved it and all that kind of stuff but... Um, she very, very close to her family, obviously, one of ten kids. And she has a beautiful um, generation of new families that um, – relatives, I should say, of yeah. hers that are keeping her memory alive. So most of the information I got is kind of from them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Well, that's great. I mean, even if you've seen the movie and you watch it again, you're now going to be armed with this knowledge. I remember her all also- about – I don't know what the movie's called, but she was in a movie with Shirley Temple, again, playing a maid. Yeah. And they were adorable together. I don't know what the movie's called, but I do remember it. Shirley Temple just freaks me out. Really? Yeah. I've never really... No. No? No. Oh, I love her. She's like one of those scary dolls on someone's bed that moves. Yeah, you know, like you go to your grandparents' house and they'd have like a doll collection. Those ceramic dolls that they bought in a, a magazine that what? were shipped through the mail and took seven months to get here yeah, from yeah, yeah. Finland. What was that show on Channel Seven in the afternoons? And the doll in it used to come alive. It was it was a soap. It was a soapy, oh, and the little doll used to come alive. God, if anyone remembers that, text it to me. Yeah, she just reminds me of yeah. I don't, I've just I've always felt freaked out by her. Don't like it. I loved Shirley. She was just a div, a divine little curly girl, scary doll. Yeah, she was a scary <laughs> doll. Look, I have to give that to you. She was a scary fucking doll. Anyway, Hattie McDaniel. I'm going to watch that movie. <laughs> So each week we get um, an email from someone who has been listening to us or following us on Instagram. Um, They email us in with a story about a woman from their history, um, an ancestor, someone they know. It could be, you know, even a story that you've heard that thinks needs a little bit of a nod, a bit of a shout out. Um, And we received a beautiful email from two lovely women, Phoebe and Lee, who run um, a business actually and offered to help us out, Born and Bred Historical Research. Um, We've had a lovely phone call with Phoebe and she's going to be helping us with some research stuff in the future. But um, she also shared this amazing story of her grandmother. So um, I wanted to read this out today mm-hmm. um, because it's just adorable. So Phoebe writes, um, Erica was born on the family farm at Rokewood in Western Victoria in 1926. She was a country girl born and bred and was riding horses from as soon as she could work, walk. She spent her early life at the farm before being going uh, before going off to Melbourne for boarding school. Her father retired at the ripe old age of 35. 
Oh, that's young. Because <laughs> they came from a very wealthy pastoralist family oh. uh, and they went to their holiday home in Barwon Heads. Oh, nice. um, she says, my grandmother Erica then spent her holidays by the beach but went back to the land as much as possible to ride her horses. Uh, my grandmother was an extraordinary horsewoman. She rode in equestrian tournaments around the country during the 1940s and the 1950s and was close to representing Australia in the 1956 Olympics. Wow. She was a, a natural on a horse, so much so that she was eight months pregnant with twins. Hot. My dad was one of them and she was out still on the horse? out riding. Did they come out? <laughs> did she birth them on a horse? She didn't birth oh. them on a horse, but... Eight months pregnant. Yeah. Woo! Doesn't surprise me. I mean, it really doesn't. The more you get to know about women, the more you hear about these kind of things. Totally. Imagine the amount of farmers' wives that work the land right up until they give birth. Oh. 100%. So sometime in the 1950s, her and her uh, best friend decide they want to ride uh, and compete in a horse show in WA. So they need several horses. So between the two of them, they loaded up what was affectionately known as their elephant truck and they drove from Victoria to the Nullarbor, across the Nullarbor to Western Australia. Just two single girls with their horses in their early 20s driving across the Nullarbor. Wow. Oh, I'm so jealous. I know. That's like the Thelma and Louise. It is. From the, Without from the, the bad ending. 1950s. I mean, I, I hope know. the bad ending's not there. So horses were my grandmother's life. They became before anything and anyone. Um, she also joined the Women's Land Army in the late 1940s. Have you heard of, of, the, of this, the Women's Land Army? No, I've never heard of a land army. Okay, so um, it was a service set up to help people on the land who had lost their oh. workers due to enlistment in the Second oh. World War. Women in, uh, enlisted and they were sent to properties and stations all over Australia to help with anything from milking cows, sowing crops and fruit picking. Women were billeted to families either on their own or with someone else or sometimes they had camps and huts set up nearby. It was fairly hard going by all accounts, but my grandmother loved her time there. She was a woman of the land and it wasn't overly foreign to her. Mm. These women got very little recognition even when people speak of the effort on the home front. Uh, She married my grandfather in 1957. They bought their own farm in uh, Lara near Geelong before being burnt out by the bushfires in 1969. Oh, Jesus. Uh, The family then moved to Meredith um, where they continued to farm and run a dressage school. Uh, When my grandfather died in 1991 in Geelong, Uh, From that time until her death uh, in 2015, she very successfully bred Jack Russell dogs. Oh, lovely dogs. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, and and then um, Phoebe's also sent us in a photo of the actual elephant truck, which we'll put on our Instagram. Um, And she said it's probably taken around 15 years after it was driven across Australia, but you can still see her grandparents loading horses um, into the elephant truck. So there is the modern day Thelma and Louise. I know. Which I'm very happy about. Um, But yeah, wow, elephant truck. I wonder if any elephants could have gotten there. There's no way. It's too small. But it's a it's a really cool truck. It is a cool See, truck. See, it's got the two two openings. I think they call it a float, don't they? A yeah, horse float. Horse float. Yeah. Um, so, so it was yeah. a double float this was, a side float too. You went on the side of it. Yeah. Got in on the side on two extra. 
two openings. Anyway, you'll see. Am I, yeah, I've seen it. No, I mean, oh, they were. yeah, the people. <laughs> the people. Um, well, so she's great. What was her name? Her name was Erica. Erica. That's a very modern name for yeah. the time. Yeah. But beautiful. Thank you to uh, Phoebe. Yeah. We're sending that through. We Yeah. Absolutely. We spoke to Phoebe on a Zoom call and she was lovely and she had a dog there that was really not giving any fucks about us <laughs> at all. <laughs> so I kind of liked it. Yeah. Hunter didn't didn't care. No. At all. Um, so done. Episode four. Four, 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 four. Four. Episode four. Four. It's done. What for? Why not? <laughs> okay. What for? I'll give you what for. I'll give Number you four. What for. Um, Don't forget to subscribe if you are listening to us and you haven't already. I'm sure you have. Yeah. Um, you know we're on the socials, Chickstreet underscore podcast. Uh, we don't have a Facebook because Facebook sucks and <laughs> we're not on the Twitter yet, but we may get there because I, I personally like Twitter, so I might run an account Yeah, there. you're all over the Twitter. Um, but if you have any stories like Erica, mm. the horse lady, mm. Um, mm, send, send it to us at mychickstreet at gmail.com. We'd love to read out little cute stories. Cute. What a stupid word. Cutie patootie stories. We like stories like this, just yeah. about women that you aren't mm. going to necessarily read in the history books. Yeah. Um, but they're choice women anyway, and they need to have a little mm. shout out to them. Little one, two. That's it. All I've got left to say is hashtag free bit. <laughs> what did you want to say? All I've got left to say is hashtag free Britney. Yeah. We'll talk more about that next week, oh, shall God, we? That's a whole rabbit hole we're about to go down. <laughs> Love y'all. Bye. Bye.